0: Hello and welcome to the Talking Transformation podcast. This is Matt Bird, the founder of Cinnamon Network International. And I'm delighted to have with my special guest today, Peter Merrick, who is the director of Partners in Ministry, uh, an organisation working across Australia, supporting church leaders and pastors uh, to be leaders. Peter, it's great to have you with me. Welcome.
1: Uh, Thank you, Matt. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, an absolute pleasure. So just uh, t- tell us what's happening in Australia around COVID. I mean, lots of people are listening to this who are from different parts of the world. How, how is COVID-19 impacting Australia?
1: Well, Australia closed down about four weeks before Easter. We, we, uh, churches were not allowed to run anymore. Um, and then people suddenly needed to be socially I- isolated. Um, You can't use the word lockdown because lockdown in Australia means you can still go out for a walk and have fun. You just can't do it with lots of people, whereas people in your neck of the woods weren't even allowed to leave their homes. Um, (laughs) That's right. uh, But you weren't allowed to have more than two that that weren't members of the family. So four weeks before Easter, that came. For most church leaders, the announcement came midweek. Uh, that there would be no church meetings the following Sunday. So for church leaders, it was an extraordinary effort to make an adjustment to normal life. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I
0: think uh, COVID-19 has been the biggest digital... transformation uh, effort in in human history uh, because it's catapulted uh, churches into a digital age if they weren't oh, doing already of video and digital as uh, live streaming uh, and digital engagements um and i think well around the world some have thrived in that others have struggled in that and and and, and others have, have have not been able to make that transition and I understand, Peter, you've undertaken some extensive, uh, uh, re- well, I can call it research, but you've asked lots of questions and lots, lots of church leaders to find out what's going yes, on out
1: there. <laughs> Tell us a bit more. <laughs> well, the first thing I should say is we should have bought shares in Zoom because uh, we did a survey after that first week, and then we did a survey again six weeks later, so two w- a week after Easter, yep. and uh, the use of Zoom had gone from about 25% of church leaders knew Zoom to about 60% of church services were being u- done using Zoom in some way. So um, a huge shift. I-, I tell you the biggest thing. Um, two things is that um, I want to say church leaders have done an extraordinary job. Uh, they had two weeks really to turn things around and work out whether they were going to do something online. 90% of churches have done something online Great. Uh, with their, their main meeting. And then two weeks to Easter, just to get through to Easter. And so... As we got through Easter, church leaders are absolutely tired. In fact, um, 60 to 70% of leaders told us they were tired or exhausted, and yet the bulk of them are enthusiastic for what comes up next. And so I think the most important thing we've learned is church leaders have done a wonderful, wonderful job, and they are tired, but they're excited about what God is doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, uncertainty creates...
1: Anxiety,
0: doesn't it, for all of us? Yes, yes. But when it does. you've got the the pressure of also leading significant change, um, that also creates emotional tiredness.
1: Um, yes, it does. And, uh, and
0: and and church leaders, I think, have felt this very strongly. Um, I mean, over the last few weeks on talking transformation, I've had a a pastor who became a takeaway delivery guy so he could get out in the communities legitimately <laughs> and knock on people's doors. I had another pastor uh, uh, in Denmark who started a drive-in church, another pastor who started church on the radio. Uh, I read about a, church, a pastor yesterday who wanted to engage with elderly people and started a telephone church because uh, these uh, some elderly people aren't all teched up. So there's been a yes. lot of innovation, hasn't there? It's extraordinary.
1: Uh, it's extraordinary. Um, so the mission hasn't changed, has it? But the way we live out the mission needs to be totally different because we can't meet. Um, And I want to say, as you said, the innovation and the ability to use IT is a real blessing. But for some demographics, old school communication vehicles are the best way to go, like the old elderly. Uh, It's interesting how many people are struggling with youth ministry at the moment and trying to work out how to do youth who are much, much smarter from an IT point of view but have much much less patience for the online platforms, and some people are finding old school. Let's catch up on the telephone um, yeah. to be more effective. So um, I want to say authenticity is key right across everything we do.
0: Yeah, telephone, internet, drive-in, radio. It's uh, it's keeping it real.
1: Keeping it real. I love the idea of drive-in, which is very old school, right?
0: Yeah, very but helpful. it's possible. It's, quite retro, it's isn't
1: it? that's right, but it's possible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at this time, I think you know we're life is becoming simplified for yes. us in many ways, uh, and if we pare back um, what it means to be Christian uh, to what Jesus said, it meant the two most important commands were to love God and love our neighbour. What mm. are the What are the trends? that you're seeing amongst churches and church leaders in Australia around how, they, how leaders are helping their people love God and, secondly, how they're helping people love their neighbour. What are you discovering through the surveys that you're uh, undertaking, Peter?
1: Yeah, so on the, on the love each other, let me go there first and, and love God uh, as individuals. Uh, most people have recognised that the effort to get online, the, in the effort to get online, there's a cost of community. And uh, it is very difficult to build community uh, in an online church. It's really easy to get people to visit your online church. So it's never been easier to invite people to church. But it's very difficult to identify visitors that come to church. And again, some of the best methodologies for identifying visitors are old school. Yes, you've got to have the button to click, but... Unless you actually say something like, we're going to stop the whole service right now and have everybody fill in that card, you find that very few people fill in the card. Um, another person has got the registration right at the front of the, the, um, the viewing on the, on the landing page. Okay. It's old school, but it's <clears throat> that particular church has managed to get visitors to tell them who they are. Otherwise, wow. what people are saying is we just don't know who visited us. We know that they visit us from across town, mm. but we don't yeah. know who they are. Yeah. Um, not, so community this, is hard.
0: Yeah. The, the church leaders that I'm speaking to around the world that are getting online effectively are finding they're getting more people online than they could ever get in their buildings. Um, True. And, and their, their audience, their community is, is extending.
1: Um, significantly.
0: So it's a really interesting interesting point. How do you find out who those people are?
1: That's right. And it's never been easier to invite people to church. We can advertise much easier too. Social media is a wonderful vehicle. A banner across the church is a wonderful medium. Um, Come and visit us at this place. But we need to do extra work to identify who they, they are. We also need to do extra work to build community amongst the saints in the church um, yeah. and extra work to think about what mission looks like, what it is to love the community. And the thing that I have loved as a guy who works with churches is what I'm seeing more and more is pastors, clergy are learning that they have to trust the, the, the members to do that. They have to trust lay leaders to support the community, the church community, and they need to trust people living in streets to reach their street. Um, So the question is, how did you go pastor at equipping the saints to do that? Mm. Um, Because now the rub is hitting the road.
0: Yeah. In a sense, every member is now leading a house church and and every street is a parish. We've gone we've gone ultra local, haven't we? So so we have. What what is what have you seen in terms of pastors effectively empowering and equipping their their congregation to lead church in their homes and lead church in their streets?
1: So we started in the early days of some people were encouraged to invite their neighbors to watch church with them. Uh, Of course, what we've seen is many spouses who don't normally come to church are coming to church with their church-attending spouse. Okay. Um, But we're seeing people being encouraged to walk the street, uh, do letterbox drops, and say, hey, I'm here. Um, If you need to self-isolate, let me know and I'll go shopping for you. Um, Hey, I'm here. Can I pray for you? Um, Hey, I'm here. Um, are Are you bored and you need to talk to someone through the door? Yeah. So... The interpersonal stuff is, it's old school, but it's powerful and people are more open to it. And so church leaders are having to encourage people with ideas and think about the conversation um, and then expect that it's done and share stories. Um, And it's the same for things like caring for the people who are doing it tough. Can I go and do some shopping for you? Yeah. Um, Do you need food vouchers? Um, in our country, um, the government is spending a fortune in caring for people who've lost jobs. Uh, so the unemployment hasn't hit as aggressively as it might do elsewhere. Um, but it will hit in the next few months when that stops. And uh, the church will have to um, be a big part of the solution. So I'm seeing churches that are making hampers available, making food vouchers available, um, it's it's hard to think about accommodation because you can't bring people in no um but these are the things that churches will need to start thinking more about mm. how do we support our our <laughs> suburb
0: yeah yeah in, 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 incredible um and you know there's an opportunity for the church right now to be to be known for kindness yes, <laughs> yes. um and in and, fact please
1: the the effort of dropping things in letterboxes got the hashtag it might have been around the world but viral kindness hashtag viral kindness
0: okay yeah we had corona, Hi, I'm, corona I'm from the local
1: church <laughs> yeah there we go
0: yeah but i um, think i think i think looking <laughs> back on this period of significant social distancing or i prefer to call it spatial distancing because uh, the last yes. thing we need is social distancing um, spatial yes. distancing we need for medical reasons, but actually greater social distancing will, is going to leave uh, a real mark uh, uh, on people's lives um, in terms yes, of the prolonged isolation and all the the, health, the the negative health impact of that. So we need spatial and, distancing, um, uh, uh, but, but we need social connectedness.
1: Yes, we do. And Matt, the thing is, again, coming back to old school, this can't be trite. So the thing I love about this is I actually have to say to my neighbor, can I help you? Mm. And I can't just write a message. Can I pray for you? I need to actually, I I have to say it, which means that I'm actually leaning into proper caring for my neighbor conversations.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we've got the time and the attention to do this because, Yes, church. We're not being drawn out to attend physical meetings, we're actually being encouraged to lean in to community, uh, real real neighbors' community. Yes, um, so it's exciting. What do you think, Peter, will be the legacy in Australia of this time of, uh, of spatial distancing? How is this going to impact the church longer term?
1: I think there will be there are risks to the church, in that uh, people will learn to be fringe again. If they enjoy being, if they enjoy the spatial distancing approach to church, that is a risk. So the connectiveness is 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 really important. I actually think we needed a good swift kick up the backside, and we've just got it. Um, <laughs> we certainly have. Our, Our whole society has just realized they can't trust everything they they think they can trust, and that includes the church. The church, I think the legacy to the church is that the only one we can trust in is our, our God who is in control of all things, and we have a duty to bring his love to our neighbors who need him like nothing else. And so the legacy, I think, is I use the word authenticity, but I think Authent- authentic christians yeah i think you start to think about what it is to be uh, legit or as i lived in thailand we would say jing jing christian <laughs> jing jing
0: christian legit i like yeah.
1: that
0: yeah. i like that you know this is this is coming out time are we are we simply private members clubs who exist yes. for our members or are we actually what we're we're called to be which is the only institution in society that exists for non-members is this a time of selflessness and sacrifice and service to others or is this hunker down and let's look after each other time
1: correct and and many people have just told their whole street hey i'm a christian (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) live with that legacy (laughs) yeah
0: so so peter this has been a fascinating conversation Um, I'd love to ask you as we begin to wrap up, what three pieces of practical advice would you give to church leaders listening to this Talking Transformation podcast today, leaders in different cities and different cultures around the world? What three practical helps would you recommend to them?
1: Yeah. As we move forward, I think everybody needs to remember – the mission of Christ has not changed one iota, but the scenarios that we use have. And that's a helpful thing. So this is a period to reflect on what that is to live it and to shake us out of what we thought church was. Yeah. So therefore the second thing is, is use this time to ask yourself what's worked. Uh, What have we done during this period that really was helpful in making or maturing disciples? How how would we use that and, and repeat that in months ahead and years ahead? Um what what would we like to not go back to? What yeah. are the things we stopped doing that we shouldn't reinvest in? Yeah. Um this has got to be a time of reflection on those things, which is living out the mission in practice. Mm. And the third thing I want to say um is sustainability. Um Spatial distancing, if you like, is going to go on for quite a quite a time still. Um, what we do needs to be both sustainable and, as the Apostle Paul would say, leaders need to be leaders, need to be living out their faith and imitatable. And if, if you're dead, that's pretty hard to do. Um, you need to be um, making sure that what you do is sustainable, um, is repeatable. Yeah. And and therefore, thinking about how you pass the, the workload to the arms and legs that God has given you. Mm, beautiful. Um, we, we read in the scriptures that he's gifted us with people who have different gifts. Let's remember that. And church leaders remain church leaders, not church operations managers, mm. so that the mission can continue.
0: Mm, I love that. So the mission is the same, but our methods... Are changing um, is my first thing I heard you say. The second thing is, what are we learning? But also, what are we unlearning? You know, yes. there are new things we're trying, but also let's re- let's not just default back to what we were doing. Let's let's unlearn some things and stop doing some things. Uh, and then thirdly, and, I, and this is why I take away from our time together, Peter, and what you've discovered is, you know, we this needs to be sustainable. There's a lot of fatigue and tiredness amongst church leaders if you're listening today you we just want to affirm you you have done you are doing a phenomenal job yes but move to a gear and a pace that you can sustain for 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 the for the sake of the body of christ in your community um and that sustainability question how do i keep going because as you said this this thing is not a blizzard um Mm. it's at least a winter spatial distancing is going to be around my, my personal sense is that there aren't going to be large gatherings if we if we're in large gatherings for christmas this year that would be amazing but I yes. could be wrong. but that's my sense so what no i think that's a fair that, assumption that that that, that can, we can sustain so, so peter it's been an absolute joy to have you with us today is there is there a closing thought that you want to leave with leaders as we wrap up
1: yeah, I just want to commend leaders for the work that they've been doing. I want to commend you as you lead into the future and be th- so thankful that the Lord our God is with us and uh, he knows what we're going to do. He knows he's already done the work, but isn't it great that he that He trusts in us to do the work here on earth?
0: Yeah, amen. Peter, I've never asked this before on a Talking Transformation podcast, but but would you pray for leaders who are listening to this right now. Um, I'd love to. That'd be great. Thank you.
1: Father God, we thank you for the leaders that you have put over your church. I thank you, Father, for their faith. And, Father, I pray that, firstly, you would build their faith and build their reliance on you, that they may trust in the saving grace of our Lord Jesus. Father, we pray for them as leaders, that their behaviour would be worthy of imitation, imitation as Christ um, lived. And, Father, we pray for them that that you would protect them, not just from the evil one, but protect them from tiredness, from fatigue. And, Father, protect them uh, from the evil one as well. And We pray this in our Lord Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Peter, thank you for being with us. And, by the way, thank you. For being the chair of the cinnamon advisory council in new south wales in australia we are really grateful to you for all the work you do bringing leaders together across that state so we might collaborate in church-led community transformation thank you
1: my pleasure god bless matt thank you